listening to Double Exposure with Sophia Lemon and Petro, a photography podcast on both the creative aspects and business side of photography. Join the conversation now on Facebook at Double Exposure Show Group. And here's Petro and Sophia. Fun. Go. All right. Hello and welcome back, everybody. This is Petro and Sophia Lemon on the Double Exposure Show. You can find show notes for this episode on doubleexposure.show slash episode slash 49. And uh, we want you to join our community on Facebook on the Double Exposure Show group. Um, Today we're talking about, uh, well, not anything in particular. (laughs) We're just going to have a conversation with you. And we're going to start off by having a conversation with each other. So... Tell me, tell me a little bit about your day, Sophia. You sound like you're ready to call it quits. <laughs> did everyone hear me burp when Petra was doing the uh, intro? <laughs> I did. I, I wasn't going to bring it up. <laughs> I burped and then I was like, oh, we're recording. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Um, it's on. It's out there now. <laughs> I'm super tired. I guess I'm trying to wear myself out or something, but I haven't had a nap in days. You do realize that most of the people do not nap. You guys are crazy. You got a nap. So, um, I, that, we should do that as a survey on our uh, Facebook in our Facebook <laughs> group, maybe even our Facebook page. Uh, do you take a nap during the day? Yes I or see, no? I nap like twenty minutes, but I'm trying to like Here, yeah. get my system back in order. So. Mm-hmm. I'm wearing myself out and getting stuff done and yeah, I'm going to have to get more rest. <laughs> True. Well, if it helps you function better, I mean, it's for the greater good, right? I mean, happy clients means return sure. clients. And, well. Yeah. That's that's why we do it. Yeah. So I had. <laughs> so now we've heard you yeah. burp. We've heard you yawn. What else can I've, we hear? Let's just limit it to that. <laughs> so we're recording this on. <coughs> I'll call We're recording for you. <laughs> this on Tuesday. Sunday, I well Saturday I had a wedding, and uh, Corey Laycock came with me and shot the wedding with me, and he listens to the podcast. So hi, nice. Corey. Yeah, oh, I think we've talked about him. He's the one who did the selective color photo no, the other that one. I. Oh, well, that's there's like Corey. three Corys. Okay. <laughs> wow. Um, and like, there's some funny stories from that. But Sunday morning, for some reason, my body thought it would be cool to wake up at six thirty. Ed. Well, also possibly the puppy thought I should get up at six thirty. Um. So I woke up and for some reason didn't go back to sleep. So I got up and got on my computer by like seven o'clock and then Hmm. had a two and a half hour ball practice in the afternoon, right when I would be napping. And then yesterday got up at six, went to the gym, came home, did work, went to Collingwood, did work, went to my friend's house, went for a one hour and 45 minute walk. Um, came home eight, went to bed and today I got up at seven, (laughs) went to the gym, went to my favorite coffee shop, had a meeting, had another meeting and then went and looked at studio space. Ooh, like your acquisition of new studio space. So I'm moving out of the studio space that I have currently and a group of us are looking elsewhere. And we really liked what we saw today. So you may hear more about this in the near future. (laughs) Just kind of. Well, tell us about it. Well, I don't know if I'm allowed. What made you? What made me what? Oh, fine. What made you kind of fall in love with it? What what were some? uh, So. How many people, first of all, are looking at this stuff? uh, There's five of us looking at one room. Okay. So. The idea is we're not all going to be using it every day, all day, right? So we're just Mm -hmm. sharing the space. It's one room in, I guess, what used to be a hotel in Owen Sound. Big old brick building with like factory windows and um, hardwood floors, tall ceilings. Yeah, Hmm. it's pretty cool. Um, We had a heck of a time getting into the room that we wanted to see, but finally we got into the room that we wanted to see and we were all like, yeah, yep. 
this looks good. <laughs> nice. Um, so hopefully that will work out. Um, it's just a little bit difficult with five people um, making the actual final decision, yeah. right? But I think... Yeah. If I can suggest anything, I'm going to tell you um, contracts. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Get everything yeah. in writing. Make sure that people who are on the hook for payment... Oh, yeah. On, it's just... They know that they're on the hook. Like, he, the landlord, like, wants us in basically the first, which is in a couple days. So it's just a little bit complicated. Mm. So we have to email back and be like, yeah, no, we can't be in there for the first because the guy who's in it isn't going to move out until the weekend, which will be after the first <laughs> anyway. Right. So just all of that stuff. So I'm tired. I have. Well, maybe the landlord just wants a commitment for you from you, but I think regardless. I think we can work with them. And then hmm. tonight I'm going back into town for a meeting. Which I have a question. Should I feel guilty about going to a hotel restaurant and not buying food or alcohol. No, I don't see why that's okay. a problem. My my rule is that if you have a restaurant and um, you serve coffee, I should be able to just come in and have a cup yeah. of coffee and that's it. Yep. You know? Plus, I guess midweek I is mean, not so there's... bad. I'm kind of wondering how many people will be in the restaurant because people just go in there for dinner. So... Hmm. So you're meeting a couple in a restaurant, rest, in a yeah, hotel restaurant. Yeah, so okay. I really like this one cafe in Owen Sound, but it closes at five. And the only other option after five o'clock in Owen Sound is coffee culture. And coffee culture in Owen Sound is not the right place for me to meet clients anymore. So Okay. Yeah, so. Why is that? Uh, it's just the atmosphere is not great. The patrons are not great. Yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, it kind of, yeah, it represents you too in a way, right? Regardless if you own the place or not. So when the studio space gets sorted out, I can meet people there. But for right now, I'm like, where else can I meet people? (laughs) (laughs) Um, I've met people at Tim Hortons and I hated it. Yeah, I don't want to do that. You know, but it was, yeah, it was kind of like, what else is there? What else can we do? And it was their idea and they insisted. Oh my God, yeah. And, uh, I've had that before too. I'm like, what? It's just not comfortable. Like it kind of defeats the whole purpose of feeling comfortable when you meet a... F- like, <laughs> I don't know. You should see some some of these Tim Hortons restaurants in London. Some of them have like comfy oh, yes, seats and yeah. fireplaces. It's definitely getting better for <laughs> sure. Most of the ones yeah. up here have been redesigned, but they still have the plastic chairs and everything. They're not comfortable. Yeah. Right. So I'm gotcha. over here whining about how exhausted I am because I haven't had a nap. Um, how are you? <laughs> Nobody's gonna, <laughs> nobody is going to feel anything for you. People are going to be like, I hate you so much. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just um, tired. I've been doing a lot. That's all. Uh, you know what? That's all it is. I'm just happy I have good help. Hannah uh, or uh, other people? Ad- yeah. Hannah. <laughs> um. First of all, I've been dealing with the municipality where I live, oh, right. um, and they they are. I'm going to use the words very carefully, but they're they're a bunch of um, a holes mm-hmm. <laughs> um, who just are you know the with Napoleon syndrome, <laughs> if you will, you know little little people who want to feel big, um, flexing their muscle, and basically the front of our house had approximately I would say close to a hundred feet total, if not more of uh, cedar hedges and the previous owner planted them on the municipality on the municipal property and uh, they did a reconstruction of the road they put new road new curbs new sidewalks and new grass in and they're saying the cedar hedges are in the way they're unsafe they're a sightline issue and you have to remove them are they an issue for anyone but yourself <clears throat> Actually, they're not an issue for anybody at all from, uh, okay, legally speaking, uh, the highway traffic code, whatever it's called, yes, it is a sightline issue. It does block the the view from the intersection. Oh, okay. uh, however, if you actually drive through Kamoka, mm-hmm. you will notice that 
almost every intersection is blocked by view from other people's hedges or railroad bridges. Uh, like it is one yeah, of the unsafest you, communities you, you can drive through. You can't compare I'm yourself to other people, unfortunately. Oh, of course. Well, I right? just thought it was so sad so, when you sent me that text. <laughs> the, the neighbor's hedge uh, ends at exactly the same point where mine yep. begins. They're not, and they literally, when they came here to talk to me, they said to me, well, no, we can't ask him to move his hedges. They'll die. Oh my God. And I just, <laughs> I know it makes absolutely no, no sense. I take it back. Um, Never mind. <laughs> yeah. So long story short, um, for the greater good and for not to get into too much detail, but I did remove the hedges and I did have a lot of fun yeah. with it because... <laughs> I got myself uh, a, a logging chain and uh, I tied it to the base of the hedge and I pulled it out with uh, with a truck. So it was a little bit of fun. Um, that was my <laughs> Sunday. Uh, <laughs> and then uh, at the end of it, we loaded, we did two trips to the city dump, if you will, and got rid of it. I, they don't charge anything for uh, brush or greenery. You can just drop it off for recycling. Oh. Which is which is kind of good, at least. But there was no way to replant them. Like, they basically came and they offered us, hey, you guys have some time to replant them. Which is unrealistic. They would have they would not have survived. So I said, why don't you, like, at least let me wait until spring? And they said, nope, September 1st is a deadline. And here's the kicker. They said, if you don't remove them, we will remove them and yeah. charge you for it. We will do it at your expense. Which normal. The thing is, <clears throat> this... Um, it, I didn't put it there. So if they did that, I mean, at the end of the day, I think I have a leg to stand on by not having to pay for it. Yeah. But I don't know how long that fight would be. So I just went ahead and removed them. It was a fun three hours. But, you know, I'm speaking of being tired. I'm yeah. pretty tired from that. Uh, but <laughs> thanks for yawning oh, for me. Yeah. I mean, we're going to have to uh, find you a mute button. <laughs> no. Um, no. So, uh, People like it. People like anyways. my yawning and my burping. So that's going to be, okay, so the first one was going to be whether they take naps. <laughs> the second survey is going to be whether people like yawning <laughs> and burping. Yawn slash burp. One of these days I'll, like, have an actual good burp. But somehow, somehow <laughs> yeah. my burps, like, in public then. are never good. They're always, like, teeny tiny. Like, you know how people like to show Girl. off how they burp? And, like, yeah, I try to I... compete, and then it comes out as this cute little thing, and I'm like, what the heck? <laughs> I'll be honest with you, it does not impress me. I couldn't care less, but it's not something that I look for in a, in, you know, in a friend. Or, no? Uh, no, no, no. Or, or, you know, when I hire people. I don't, yeah. like, burp in front of clients. Like, It's going to happen. Uh, it's going to happen. I, those ones, so, I gracefully make them soundless, and I cover my mouth, and I say, excuse me. <laughs> so and then uh today right. before we started recording <laughs> right uh, i got delayed what did it what you did i text you, you? what was the word i texted? explosion poop explosion <laughs> <laughs> and then i realized that i said i had a poop explosion but it <laughs> yeah. wasn't me well i figured but i guess <clears throat> it could have been yourself <laughs> yeah thank goodness it wasn't um <laughs> so mia decided well hannah and mia went out to um uh, do some shopping for some groceries while I worked on last minute designs for a client. <laughs> yes. And um, w when they came back, she basically just kind of like picked her up like a dirty rag and kind of like carried her to the bathtub. <laughs> um, <clears throat> yeah, she decided to, you know, have a, have an explosion. <laughs> and it like, it like got, got on her chest somehow. I don't even know how this oh, happens. No. <laughs> <clears throat> so, well, it like explodes all over the place in the diaper, doesn't it? Yeah, I That's guess too it's, funny. it's the first time ever. So, first time in two months, I'm cool <laughs> with that. So, um, we had to give her a quick bath before uh, before we started recording. <laughs> so, yeah, here we are. Was she very so, unhappy? Uh, Mia and or Mia? Hannah? Mia loves baths. I read about the poop. She is super. Oh, she doesn't know yet. She's oh. not sure what it is. You <laughs> she can probably like, hear her in the background, stinks, too. Yeah, I can hear her. Um, <laughs> anyways, um, 
so yeah, long story short, that's that's that. We have um, we have a wedding coming up on us uh, next Sunday, and it's our perfect wedding. It's going to be about a two-hour total photo shoot. So, um, I think I might have touched on this uh, in previous episodes, but ideally, um, I love it when. Well, the last client I met with, I was I was talking to her and I was trying to uh, make their wedding two hours shorter <laughs> by telling them, I don't need to show up for when you're getting ready. Like, yeah. it just doesn't make sense. Like, you're not going to do anything with those photos. Yeah. You're going to look at them and be like, well, I don't want to use these photos because I'm not even ready. You know, so I said, why don't we, why don't I show up when you are ready? And if you want that uh, typical, I'm putting on the dress yeah, type it. photo. I, well, that's when we'll start shooting, you know? Or fake it. Because by then, the, <laughs> or fake it, yeah. Take off the dress, let's put it back on. <laughs> um, um, yes. Side note, I, I did actually see a bear bum before. Um, I think I have too. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, like getting put into a wedding dress. And I just thought, really? <laughs> like, <laughs> I've seen boobs and everything, yeah. Well, yeah, that's, that's different. Uh, a lot of the dresses are... Um, they don't require a bra or whatever. Yeah, so but if I was that, if I was going to expose myself, I feel like my bum would definitely come before my boobs. That's you know to each his own, <laughs> but <laughs> like they they covered themselves, so uh, which is which is great. You know, I'm I'm waiting to for the shot. I'm not capturing the entire thing. Obviously, I, I don't want to come off pervy or creepy or anything like we talked about. But um, yeah, so long story right? short. I uh, was trying to condense the wedding for them. And I told them that I'm really digging the fact that, you know, you, you what do you need photographed? You really just, just want some creative photos in the ceremony. So we're going, I believe it's at 1.30. The wedding starts at 1.30. The ceremony is going to be under half an mm-hmm. hour, uh, like 15 minutes actually. And at two o'clock we're doing, we're starting the photo shoot and we're going to wrap it by three. Mm-hmm. Uh, 3.30 being sort of the, our end time. So literally a two-hour wedding this uh, this weekend. Nice. Um, I love it. I, I want to do all the weddings like that because I... Or another favorite of mine is to show up at the wedding before the ceremony and do a creative shoot. So let's say, you know, the wedding's at 3. Uh, you meet them at one thirty and you do a creative shoot with them for an hour. And then you give them half an hour to get to the wedding. And that way, the good part about that is they're not really stressed out that they're late for dinner or anything yeah. like that. And uh, the makeup and the hair, everything's fresh, you know, everything looks great. So some of our favorite photos are photo shoots uh, before before the wedding starts. So, yeah, looking forward to that. And uh, it's back to school time. Um, so I'm, uh, I'm sitting on the fence here. I don't know what's going to happen, but... Um, Basically, uh, I'm not going to break the news yet, but I have something exciting coming. Uh, so maybe it'll be episode Can you text it to me? That. Um, sure. Kay. Yeah. Like right now? Okay. <laughs> All right. Uh, look, this is iMessage on uh, MacBook. Okay. <laughs> Did you send it yet? Oh. Yeah. Interesting. <clears throat> so interesting. <laughs> I want to know more, but I feel like we should actually talk to the listeners rather than have <laughs> a vague right? conversation yeah. over text message and just a lot of <gasps> cool. <laughs> interesting. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, well, we'll just leave it at that. Some, some exciting news coming leave down it the pipeline. At interesting oh my god <laughs> <sighs> so yeah and um no it, this is great i i yeah moving on moving on right moving on. yeah so when when you and i were talking about topics um i actually had mentioned oh, one wait, we, kind of like interesting side topic yeah, something. when i was uh-huh. in collingwood yesterday i was at starbucks and a girl came up to me and she said hi sophia Oh, right. Like, super enthusiastic. I was like, oh, hey! And, like, pretended that I knew who she was. But I was like, shit, I don't recognize this person. I felt like such Uh-oh. an ass. I think 
that she went to Fanshawe. And the more oh, no. that I... Do you think she listens to the podcast? I, I don't know. So <laughs> the more that I think about her, the more that I can sort of place her. Like she was super charismatic and super sweet. I think she hmm. asked me if I was still doing photography. I said, yes. I said, what are you up to? She said, I still do photography a bit. All right. I want to talk about that a little bit. So yeah, I'll let you finish. Um, and, and I want to talk but about I just, that. I cannot remember who she is. And for the goodness sake, if you are this person and you're listening to the podcast, please tell me. <laughs> I feel like such a <laughs> jerk. <laughs> well, she, so she's she's from the same area as you. Yeah, but I don't know if she was from Collingwood hmm. or if she she must be. I think her family's in Collingwood. Okay. And she was living in Barrie for a while. But it's been a while since I was at Fanshawe. I think she was at Fanshawe. What if she was at Western? I don't think hmm. she was at Western. Okay. I talked to far fewer okay. people at Western. I have this feeling <laughs> that she was at Fanshawe and she was in a different class than I was. Maybe like, different you know, year. Maybe. Even. Like, you yeah. know how we were broken into different groups? But I'm Absolutely. not really sure. She was so nice. <laughs> so I'll be completely honest uh, with you. We were broken up into four groups yeah. when I was a student. A, B, C, yep. D, and I was in D mm -hmm. group. And uh, I couldn't tell you who was in A, B, or C group. <laughs> I can remember some I people. still keep in touch with the D group people. Like, like barely. I have, like, two no. of my group on my Facebook list. And they were all uh, alphabetical. Yeah. So, so like, the, the, the two people that are, you know still in business or who who kind of who went into business who who were local you know who didn't like move back home or whatever uh they're all at the end of the alphabet in the d group you know my last name starts with a t um eric's last name starts with an r brandon's last name starts with a v we were all in <laughs> d group and we we all still keep in touch so it's it's kind of funny how it works but it is what it is right um, what? so, but I wanted to, to talk ab about when, when you meet people who know you were a photographer or in, in the school right. with you and there's always the same question, are you still shooting for crap sakes? What do you mean still shooting? Like at some point, I don't know. Why don't you just ask me, what are you doing? Yeah. Like, what, what are you doing lately? I guess there's the whole, because like, it's I almost... quit photography and I now work for a big company. Usually it's the reverse. But yeah, I don't know. Like <sighs> I usually kind of offended when people ask me a question like that because I'm like, yes, and you should know, like you're on my Facebook or whatever, or we know some <laughs> of the same people or whatever. And mm -hmm. like I publish enough of my stuff that you're being a f or you just are talking to me outside of my car, which has my business plastered all over it. <laughs> Use your so question about that, brain. is that working for you? Um, I think so. Cool. Yeah. So, sorry to it interrupt. It just helps with brand awareness uh, and stuff. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, you're right. People should notice it and people should be like, oh, yeah, I get it. This is what's like, going I, on. Yeah, I almost so. feel like people say stuff like that because they're just so oblivious and like other people's lives can't be good. <laughs> I'm always wondering if it's like, are you still shooting? No, I stopped shooting. Yes, I win. Yeah. Because I still am. Yeah. <laughs> like, come on, give it a break. Oh my God. So not a, not a huge bother, but um, to segue into right. what I wanted to ask you is, uh, speaking of shooting, um, <clears throat> I wanted to kind of know um, your take. I mean, we touched on this a little bit, but I also wanted to bring up an interesting point because I hear of this all the time, people get a hold of me mm -hmm. all the time about wanting to uh, acquire new equipment or anything to do with equipment. I always seem to get a mm -hmm. phone call or a text or a message uh, saying, hey, I'm looking to buy a new camera. What should I get? Or, hey, do you think I should buy this camera? Um, uh, you know, and a lot of people do know that I was in the industry. Um, I worked for a camera, camera manufacturer for a little bit over four years and as well as a printer manufacturer. So they kind of trust me with some of my opinions. And, <laughs> and I, and I like that. I actually love giving, giving my feedback and, and kind of going from there. But a lot of times the feedback I give people, um, are sort of, uh, 
it's not what I do. <laughs> so, you know, where sometimes it should be kind of like practice what you preach. I find that I don't always follow the same advice that I give. And I always feel that the reason I'm giving this advice is because it's specific to the individual and what they're trying to do. So if, um, if uh, my friend Eric, for example, came to me and said, hey, what do you think I should do? I'm thinking of upgrading to the Canon 5D Mark V. That's not out yet, but it will be out next month <laughs> type thing. Uh, this is just hypothetical, people. Yeah, you um, heard it here first. <laughs> uh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> And I'm gonna and I'm gonna say to that to him. Well, I know that you shoot a lot of weddings. I know that there's a lot of wear going on your camera. So yeah, I think getting a newer camera that might make your life easier is not a bad idea because a it will give you a write off for your business. B it will also uh, be less likely to break on you because it doesn't have as much wear. And you know you can sell your backup and keep the current one as a backup. And I, I mean. In this situation, I don't even have to tell him to do that because that's what he does. But I feel like we're on the same page as a result. Now, some people come to me who are sort of just starting out and they say, okay, well, I've had this uh, Canon 5D Marks, Marks or 7D Mark II since it came out. It's two years old. I'm starting to get a little bit busier. Should I upgrade my equipment? Should I actually uh, spend the money on it? And almost everybody always asks about the camera you know nobody ever says do you think i should upgrade my lens do you think i should upgrade <laughs> my memory cards you know do you think i should upgrade my camera bag because it's a backpack and it's a nuisance taking stuff out it's always about the camera camera mm -hmm. camera so it's like the camera has become the the, the face of photography right um so my question to you is uh I mean, people who have been listening know, because you've mentioned it before, but what are you currently using for cameras? Uh, 5D Mark IIs. Yeah, and how old are I they? How, Pretty old. You're, the one that I got from you is probably the oldest, so how old is that? Yeah. Good <laughs> question. <laughs> it could be seven years old by now. I don't, I don't even remember when they came out, and... Um, the only reason I got rid of it was because I upgraded my other one and I was keeping one of my Mark IIs as a backup. Yeah. So I sold you the backup, yeah. right? I sent it down and it barely had any mileage on it, but you're still using it today. Yep. And looking at your photos, I bet not a single person would realize that you're photographing with a camera that's actually two, mo two models old already, right? Because yeah. we have the Mark IV. Now, let me ask you a question. Are there any limitations that you're like, I wish my camera did this? Um, I mean, the low light would be cool, but not really. Okay. <laughs> Are there any? That seems to be, be the biggest of? marketing point. Yeah, the low well, light. Well, that's the but, thing. Uh, like, okay, I'm not... <laughs> like, I can't take dark photos in a reception hall, so I'm using flash regardless. Like, even if I had awesome low light. Like, I would still be using Flash, probably. You know what I'm saying? Of course. <sighs> hmm. Now, we I know we talked about you using Sigma lenses, yeah. and, and I do, too. I use Sigma lenses, and I absolutely love them. Because, I mean, glass is glass. It's how you put mm -hmm. it together and how you make it work with the, with the equipment. But any limitations on that? Besides your... Macro lens sounding like a chainsaw. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, there's no limitations <laughs> on them. Fantastic. So if somebody comes to me and says, look, I really want the professional quality equipment that uh, will last and, you know, kind of keep take me through the years, I quite often recommend used 5D Mark IIs mm -hmm. or 5D Mark III's. Yeah. Quite, well, only because I know Canon. If, if it was Nikon, I would say go get yourself a D700, I believe it's called. Yep. And, and, um, they, they always say like, oh, really? Like I was thinking about this and they, they show me like a $4,000 uh, brand new body or even an $8,000 body. And I kind of go like, whoa, yeah, hold like, on. I feel like people just want to spend money. Like, I don't know. <laughs> like, mm -hmm. and, and the reality is that everybody that I've talked to about this doesn't actually have the money yep. for it. They're getting either a business loan 
or a personal loan or they're just maxing out their credit card. Yeah. Yep. Which, by the way, whenever I've bought equipment, and you would know this because I mostly bought my equipment from you, like I'm buying equipment cash. Yeah. Yeah, that's much more comfortable way to do it. (laughs) Yeah. Well, and having an accountant in your family, I mean, they're writing things off for you, I'm sure, Mm -hmm. anyways. Um, So unless you're you're at the point where your income surpasses any sort of, um, okay, let me rephrase it. Unless you're at the point where you're making so much money that you need the Mm write-offs, you probably don't need to spend a ton of money or upgrade your equipment. So uh, the, the reason for this talk is because... Two people this week had actually approached me. One who is not a professional photographer, but is just a client who has a camera that's about two years old. Uh, Her husband purchased it for her. And she says, well, should I get a new camera? Because, like, would it be outdated? You know, like, it's two years old. (laughs) No! Sorry, I'm going to get worked up about this conversation. I told her, no, it's all good. (laughs) And another is actually um, a former student who has been uh, who graduated uh, in uh, just a couple of months ago uh, in April, and um, who said, "Okay, well, I bought my camera like a week before school started. It's now uh, two years old, technically, um, right? So um, that's what happened. Uh, it had a." had a two-year warranty on it or something. I think she bought an extra year warranty or something. I don't remember. Um, but basically she said, look, I don't have a warranty anymore. And my like, what do I do? Um, do I buy a new camera? Like, what really, what do I do? And and that's the same question I asked her. Well, what are the limitations of your, yeah. of your camera? You know? Is there um, a problem with it? Her, like, is it broken? Exactly. And she said, no, there's nothing wrong with it. I actually quite like it. And she has a... It's an Icon D610 or something. Like, it's actually a full frame, uh, very fast, very sweet camera. Like, her her photos are really, really cool. And so I said to her, um, do you have a backup? She goes, I do not. That's why I was thinking of purchasing a new body and just using this as a backup. And I suggested to her, I said, save your money uh, and actually buy a used, exactly the same body as this, but used as a backup. And put the rest of the money towards, you know, like building your business and just in case shit happens, you know, even in a savings account Uh, because you don't have a job. So, you know, you're literally relying on clients uh, that you're bringing in to to pay for you. So what if if you don't have clients, uh, especially after Christmas, like save your money only when you find the gear limiting is when you should actually start investing into uh, new gear but the whole the whole point for this speak is it just brings me to a question that i need to ask and it is does your client give a flying shit (laughs) (laughs) Um. does your client care if you have a brand new camera or a two-year-old camera does your client actually know the difference between a new camera and an old camera that's yeah, the question I, I, I have. For I wrote story. about this and I said, you're like to the clients, you should not be asking your photographer what equipment they use. Period. Because uh-huh. knowing yeah. that is not going to help you make a decision about what photographer to go with. Oh, that drives me bananas. So, so what I did as a, a couple of years ago, I did a, a little bit of a, a Pepsi taste challenge but with uh, equipment. We took a Canon Rebel Mm -hmm. with the 85 millimeter um, 1.2 lens. Mm -hmm. And we took a Canon 5D Mark III with uh, 85 uh, 1.8 millimeter lens. So the, the consumer version as they call it. And we photographed um, the same person in the studio and then we went outside and photographed the same person outside and the variables didn't change at all. Um, but when we came back, we, we printed the, the photos. We, we had about 10 different photos. Uh, so doubles of each photo. So 20 in total. Um, and we put them around the room and I said, I want you to put the one 
that uh, you think is the rebel on the left and the one that you think is the 5D on the right. And it was about 50-50. 50% of the people chose the rebel as hmm. the uh, as the better yeah. camera, as the better shot, and the other 50% chose a different one. And um, so when I... Um, when I revealed that what we did, um, the challenge that people said was, oh, but the Rebel had an expensive lens, and that's why it looks so good. No. So my argument was, well, hold on, because the 5D had a less expensive lens. Oh, but it's got a better sensor, so that must oh be it. So what we did then is we revealed the photos that were photographed with the same Rebel camera, and the 50 millimeter f1.8 lens that literally costs, I think, $129. A lens that you can actually buy at a local local mm-hmm. drugstore. Shoppers Drug Mart sells that lens, <laughs> which makes me laugh. And we showed it to the people and they said, yeah, it's really difficult to tell the difference. But before we told them that it was a, a cheap Rebel uh, 5TI or, or whatever it's called, um, and a 50 mil lens, we just told them, what do you think about, uh, this photo? And so a lot of people were like, oh yeah, this, well, this is a different lens. Cause I could tell the perspective's different. I'm like, yeah, yeah. And so they didn't really assume anything, but I said, okay, now having this third photo, where would you place this? And same thing. Some of the people placed it on the far right. Some of the people placed it in the middle. And there was a couple of photos where the people actually placed it on the left saying, yeah, that's, it doesn't look as good as the, uh, the other two. And once we revealed what the third camera was, they couldn't believe it. They said, yeah, right. You're the, probably not. You're cheating. Uh, it was probably the 50 millimeter 1.2. And, um, I just, I just said, this is it. This is what it is, mm-hmm. you know? When it comes down to it, photography is capturing light. Mm-hmm. You have a recording device. Um, you shape light by, you know, using modifiers. You focus light by using pieces of glass in front of your camera body. And you record light using the black box or maybe a gray box or a different color box, which is your camera body. So... Oh. The <laughs> hi is it Lola Greer. or is it the new one? Greer. New puppy. And and so at the end of the day, the the subject matter and the light is constant. It doesn't matter hi. how it gets into your camera and gets recorded, because really it it's all the same. So when asking yourself, do I need to buy equipment? Do I need to upgrade my equipment? Is my equipment up to par? Ask yourself a question of whether or not the client will know the difference, right? And I challenge you, if you have some uh, way of doing this side-by-side test, do it as well. Now, I've done a test in the past where I've used a an L-series lens and just a cheaper lens, and we did see a significant difference in sharpness <laughs> out of the yeah. camera. But when you when you process and print the photo, you can't tell. There's literally no difference. It's it's barely any Have you, difference. Sorry, did you say you've looked at an L-series lens versus what? Versus like a, a non-L-series well, lens. Well, what about so an like L-series versus... A third party lens because I've seen tests where third party came. Yeah, out because top. I've obviously shot with other photographers on L series lenses and I use the Sigma and the Tamron. And honestly, they come out just as sharp, if not sharper. Sometimes probably yeah. sharper. Yeah. Yeah. Like your Tamron lens is extremely yeah. sharp and you have to realize that Sigma uh, actually is a, is a quality glass yeah. manufacturer. Like they are, that's, that's what they're in business to do. The fact that they make lenses for Canon and Nikon is sort of a favor to to us who use Canon and Nikon because we now get the opportunity to use this glass, right? It, it, they really are uh, amazing uh, equipment. And I mean, I know we didn't, we never intended this show to be about equipment or about gear or reviews. And so I hope this doesn't really sound like it, but just know that this is this is what it's all about. Now, <clears throat> I do want to bring your attention to something else, and that is the fact that the manufacturers will quite often give your camera a life expectancy. So they'll say, 
this this uh, photo apparatus mm -hmm. can have a life expectancy of two hundred and fifty thousand um, shutter releases. Uh, so uh, it, you can shoot a quarter million frames with it, and that is sort of the service life for it. Now, this doesn't mean that after a quarter million uh, frames you, that you expose that the camera is going to die. It actually means that you should get it serviced. Hmm. So spend the money and find out. If you have a Canon camera, I think you can go on the website and pay like two bucks by uploading the last image you took. And it will tell you how many shutter actuations have, there have been on, on your mm -hmm. camera. So spend two, three bucks, whatever it costs, find out how many shutter actuations there's been on your camera. And if it's at the life expectancy of the shutter or the service interval, send it in to be serviced. It's as simple as that. They The service is not inexpensive. I think uh, Canon will charge you $250 to do that. So if you're a CPS member, you can save 30%. Uh, and I'm talking about the 5D Mark II. Uh, the more expensive your camera, the more expensive mm -hmm. the service. And I'm only ballparking these figures. But just just think about the longevity of your of your equipment, right? It's like if you drive a car that has a warranty of uh, up to 100,000 kilometers, why would you get rid of it after 50 saying, well, I don't really, it's not reliable anymore? When the manufacturer clearly, you know, recommends, well, look, this we stand behind it. It will definitely go that far. So that that's that's all I have to say about that, right? That's that's how you can choose equipment. Now, for me, when we we used to photograph a lot more than we do lately, and it's you know family priorities change. Um, I probably photograph half as much as I did uh, three years ago, and so for me, what I used to do is when my camera hit three years or two hundred and fifty thousand shutter actuations. I would upgrade it to a different camera. Um, regardless of whether it worked or not, it was just a peace of mind. And for lenses, I used to go 10 years. So when my lens would reach 10 year mark, I would get rid of it. And the reason for that is because I, I rely heavily on autofocus mm -hmm. and 10 years of focus motor going back and forth and zip, 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 you know, um, I have a feeling that something does wear out. So I don't mind passing it down to another individual and having them enjoy whatever life is left. Perhaps it's another 30 years. I don't know. But being the fact that uh, my clients relied on their photos and they were paying a lot of money, um, that's, that's the stand I was taking. So it was kind of a security thing. Now, so some, some other questions you really need to ask yourself is by buying the new equipment, will I actually make more money? <laughs> Probably not. <laughs> and if that's the case, then then yeah, don't buying do it. a new camera does not now, mean that you can charge more. <laughs> now, if if you are buying a piece of equipment that you don't currently have, uh, i.e., a macro lens, and you can generate additional business, meaning that it actually makes sense to buy the lens instead of renting it once in a blue moon then definitely make that purchase. That That's kind of a no-brainer. But if you're buying it because you kind of have, you know, gear acquisition syndrome, so it's it's a term used in the music industry when people just have the need to buy a guitar. They call it that you have gas, gear acquisition mm -hmm. syndrome. And if you recall about two, three years ago, I went to meet you halfway. I forget what little town we met. <laughs> <laughs> but on the way back, I texted you. Oh, <laughs> Went to a music store, bought a guitar. Listowel, yeah. that's right. It's like, so I stopped in at this store and bought a guitar. <laughs> <laughs> so that's that was uh, totally uh, gear acquisition syndrome. Uh, I did not need to do that. I did not need another guitar, but uh, I walked in. I fell in love with it. I had to have it now. You know, so again, but you got to ask yourself, like, like, is the guitar going to make me money? No. Same with the equipment. If you don't have the money for it, don't buy it. But also, I have a really good point oh, do you? To, to make. <laughs> yes. Um, and it's looking at the bigger picture. So for me, uh, the last few years have all been about living a more efficient life, uh, expediting things um, and whatnot. And so, for example, if I have a client that's in London 
and I'm in Kamoka, and it's a 30-minute drive from me from Kamoka to where the client is because they're downtown or east of east of the city. I and let's say I have to drop off a photograph that they ordered or whatever. I will not drive it over there. I will uh, send a courier over. Uh, meaning I have Pure Later come to my home and pick up the package and deliver it the next day. Now, some people will look at it and be like, what? You pay, you know, 10, 15 bucks for, to, to send something when you can just drive it over there? Well, yeah, absolutely. But it only costs $2 in gas, if that. It's not about the gas. It's not about the wear and tear on my car. It's about time is money. So if you consider the fact that I have to take an hour out of my day, um, now that hour um, I'm spending doing something else than making additional money on for my business. So I figured out a formula and my time is worth $75, meaning that unless what I'm about to do will generate $75 or more in that mm-hmm. hour, or save me $75 or more in that hour, I am not doing that. So it, even if it costs 50 bucks to ship something from Toronto, like even an ink cartridge, but I need it and it would cost me 50 bucks, well, it'll take me four hours to drive to Toronto to pick it up and come back. That's $300. I'm not doing that. I'll spend the 50 bucks. And uh, lately, a couple of other people have said that they've adopted the same formula. And, you know, you're welcome to use a completely different uh, value for your time. But I consider my time to be worth at least $75 mm-hmm. per hour. So uh, if your equipment can save you this time, meaning, Sophia, if you bought a 5D Mark IV and it could save you two hours of editing on every wedding, and let's say you photograph 25 weddings per year. That means it could save you 50 hours. Yeah, but I know it won't save me that much time. (laughs) Well, in this this case, it's all hypothetical, right? Of course. And hence why you didn't go out and buy a 5D Mark IV. Now, there is a reason why we're shooting with digital cameras and not film, because they're they're just saving us a ton of time and a ton of money in the long term. but unless unless the transition from your old equipment to new equipment is at least a, of that impact or more, meaning kind of like unless it's equivalent to you switching from film to digital, you shouldn't feel the need or upgrade for at any mm-hmm. cost. So, what was the what was the last uh, piece of equipment that you that you purchased? God, does my computer count? I guess. Yeah, because my computer died, so, um, yeah, my computer, I guess, I think. Okay. Which was a couple years ago now. You kind of need that. Yeah. Yeah, right? It's important, I suppose. Um, well, it brings me to, to, like, another point, too, is the the quality of your equipment, uh, you know, when I'm saying upgrade your equipment, I'm also considering that you might be buying something for the Mm -hmm. first time. And so you do an immediate upgrade if you can get an extra year or two out of it. So if you can buy yourself an inexpensive Rebel to start photography, to start learning, um, and you think that, okay, well, in a year or two, I will upgrade and kind of go from there. Or you can buy yourself uh, like a Canon 5D Mark IV. And I apologize to all the Nikon users. I don't really know the model names. and you can spend your, you know, you can spend an extra two thousand dollars, but you know that you you can stick with that camera for at least three to four years, or in your case, you know, it's like seven <laughs> years or eight. Yep. Why not? Why not spend the money up front? Yep. Because then your your it will it will save you some time because the camera will perform a little bit better. So anytime somebody says to me like, well, why would I spend four grand on a five D Mark IV when I can buy a sixty? This is why, because it's built better, it's built to last longer, it will yeah. focus faster, and it will save you time. But once you buy that, it's doing the job. It's not like weddings are all of a sudden faster, and, <laughs> and you need to focus faster or have the frames per second. You know, if it was good enough for a wedding now, it'll be good enough for a wedding 10 years from yeah. now. So, uh, but I do want to also bring up another point, and it's uh, memory cards. Mm-hmm. Now... 
Memory cards are only made by like three companies. So there's really no need to always have to buy name brand. Um, I think Toshiba makes majority of the cards and um, especially anything that you see branding Kingston or Panasonic. If you open it up inside, it will be a Toshiba memory chip. Um, <clears throat> so really, since they're all made by the same person, it, you can't dismiss them. You can't say, well, they're all made by Toshiba, so I'll just buy whatever. They aren't all made equal. Um, some are faster than others. So if you are the type of person that's shooting like three, 4,000 photos at a wedding and you sit there babysitting your computer while it downloads because, you, you know, you only have one card or whatever, this is the case where you might want to buy a faster one and obviously look for memory cards that have lifetime warranty because... Um, the manufacturer will actually replace it free of charge. Hmm. Yeah. Have you ever had to get a memory card replaced? No, but I've had a memory card corrupt. Okay. What'd you do with it? Chucked it. You know, the manufacturer would have just sent you a free one, right? Um, I don't think I was worried about it at the time. Okay. <laughs> um, I, w I do, I do purchase uh, new memory a little bit more often than equipment. Um, because that's, that's the final chapter. It's the final step, right? Um, so my memory cards are typically never more than five years old, just because there's so much information that gets written and re recorded and re-recorded. And at some point I just go buy new media and I always yeah. buy faster and faster. Uh, as a matter of fact, I have a specific memory card that's just for real estate photography and I don't <laughs> use it for anything else, and I don't use anything else for real estate photography. <laughs> the reason for that is because this memory card gets formatted the most. And so I also have a compact flash card that sits as a backup in my, uh, in the camera body for the real estate. And mm -hmm. it's, it's a 64 gigabyte, like, CF card that if this SD card ever corrupts, I have, I have the backup still on there. But I kid you not, it's, there's probably about eight gigs of photos on it only because like I said, it's only real estate. It's only like 20 to 50 photos at a time. And I don't even shoot raw or large files. Like I'm, I'm literally talking 3000 pixel files in JPEG. <laughs> so yeah, but that's a topic for another discussion. <laughs> <laughs> so, but, I, but I do quite often, uh, like I said, I do quite often upgrade my equipment. Um, and it's the things that matter to me, you know, um, hard drives, uh, hard drives get upgraded sooner than later. Um, I don't use a hard drive for longer than five years. Um, I will quite seriously retire it and just throw it into landfill or re electronics recycling, if you will. Um, just because information is easily lost. Mm -hmm. And I always say there's two types of people. There's people who lost data and then there's people who will. So you're definitely one of those. Yeah. Which one are you, Sophia? Wait, say that again. <laughs> there's people who have lost data and then there's people who will. We had that conversation a long time ago oh, when yeah. my computer died. Exactly. <laughs> So, um, I guess I am the first. Yeah, I think everybody. <laughs> but I'll I know, has lost I know but data. you'll probably lose data again, honestly. Of course. So, well, and you might as well be prepared, and hopefully, it's like your data and not you know a client that's spending four grand on a wedding with you. Yeah. <sighs> so that'll be fun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So on that note, um, is there anything you want to add to our conversation today? Um, no, not really at the moment. I'm sure I'll have more with studio updates and stuff. Yeah, I can't wait. Oh, geez. Did you hear Ego? I did. He's hiding under the curtains again. Again, but I love it. sticking out and he's like, can you see me? <laughs> I'm <That's> hiding. Awesome. <laughs> Come find me. That's awesome. I love it. <laughs> He's wagging his tail. <laughs> hey, oh my nothing goodness. wrong with that. So, <laughs> um, next week's episode is going to be special. It'll be our 50th episode. So we'll try to make it special yeah. for you. Uh, but this is uh, the opportunity for you to ask us questions and, um, you know, maybe even tell us happy 50th because it's, uh, it's what, the silver anniversary or the gold anniversary? I don't really know. 
Silver's 25, gold is 50. Neither do I. Yeah. Is so it? Yeah. Gold anniversary. I was watching Gilmore Girls today, and apparently 10 is tin. <laughs> That's kind of lame. So what do you do? Like tinfoil hats? Um, <laughs> <laughs> I guess so. Maybe that in the old days funny. it was pots and pans. I don't know. That would be funny. <laughs> yeah. I'm not, I'm not really sure what tin, what oh, tin is. Oh, it probably was pots and pans. Yeah. That's what I'm thinking. All right, 10 years, you, you deserve uh, pots and pans, woman. Here you go. <laughs> um, well, I, I think this whole thing is r- ridiculous, like paper anniversary or this or that, you know. <laughs> like what? I, I guess it's cool when people are prepared to get creative with it and stuff, but. Here's a ream of paper. <laughs> <laughs> Dunder yeah. Mifflin. So, um, <laughs> Yeah, so uh, we definitely want to hear from you, especially if you have some something nice to say. If you have something bad to say or negative, um, you know, that's cool too, but uh, we don't want to hear from you. Um, <laughs> but um, thanks for joining us today. It, it's been a huge pleasure and just wanted to thank everybody for listening, which is, which is fantastic. Um, also want to thank Benjamin Edward for the artwork. Uh, it's beautiful, and my artwork uh, looks at me all the time uh, when I when I enter the room. Uh, the soundtrack to Double Exposure is courtesy of Ben Sound, and the show notes for this episode and any other episodes can be found on doubleexposure.show slash episode slash 49 for this one. Choose a different yep. number for all any other ones. Uh, so um, I just wanted to add before you finish up, that I see that a couple people have downloaded my Picture Perfect guide, and good yeah. for you. And I have some pretty exciting updates to it. Like, I'm actually super thrilled about it. I'm completely nerding out, and it's text ridiculous. <laughs> um, I'll text I have a new app. I have a new app. There's going to be new emails associated with it and everything. Like, it's nice. I'm really enjoying getting it ready to go. So That's I will really text cool. you. I will text you the new app. But if you would like to download one of the apps um and get the updates and find out when you know the new one is being launched then you should go get it and you can get it at pictureperfect.guide that sounds exciting Hmm. that sounds exciting i am like completely nerding out about it wait do you want me to send it to you right now so that you can be like oh i get it yeah hold on obviously wait for it yeah, um, you keep talking. Also, we want to remind you that uh, we do want to send out five different images, or mm-hmm. actually five of the same image, but to five different people of the Aardvark uh, by yeah. Benjamin Edward. And um, <laughs> all it takes is for you to hop on to iTunes and give us a five-star review and a little bit of a note uh, to say why you love us or anything else you want to say. Um, when you do, uh, we will enter your name into a random draw and you have a really good chance of winning because mm-hmm. like I said, we're, we're capping it at, uh, at 50. So, um, you have a 20% chance of winning, which is a good chance. One in 20. <laughs> no, wait, Did one you? in 10. Cause we're giving five to 50. Yeah. So it's one in 10. Um, and, um, Did you, did you get my text? Did you get my text? Looking. Okay, you go look at the text. So if you have already subscribed to our show, then you have to go into iTunes and search for the Double Exposure show under podcasts, because if you go to our iTunes link, it won't work for reasons I am not aware of. I actually don't understand why it doesn't work. But anyway, if you want to leave us a review, go search for us at iTunes and leave us a review (sighs) with like text and stuff. Otherwise, we won't know and you will not be entered to win. You know what I just noticed? What? The little paper cutout uh, under pro tips of you. Yeah. You actually have the brown crumpler bag, which is amazing. I know. <laughs> I still have that bag. That's, that's my a, camera bag. That's an excellent, excellent <laughs> bag. I love that bag. <laughs> it is. <laughs> so, and the dirt on me section still has a photo of you that I photographed. I know. It's my favorite photo of me so far. I love it. Now, I should say tomorrow, Kendra and I are going out early in the morning to take new photos of new N-E-W photos of each other because we need updated photos. And I need to attempt to laugh in front of a camera. And these are new, not nude. Correct. Okay, got it. Roger that. So, 
All right. Yeah. So what do you think? Do you think do you like it? Do you think like people it. should go download it? I think they already have. Yeah, I mean, well, just by listening to us, they've already gone and done it because it, it's really it. cool. I, I agree. Yeah, that's fun. So, <laughs> <laughs> on that note, what it's time think? to end. I will be looking forward to seeing slash talking to all of you next week. Bye-bye. Okay, bye. Bye.